Welcome, everybody, to the Race Tech Suspension FXR Privateer Island podcast. Thanks for listening. This is number 33 in the series. This guy doesn't exactly qualify for time on Privateer Island, but we got to get him in somewhere, and uh, we thought that this show would be would be a good way to do it. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. You people really like these things, and uh, we enjoy doing it. And uh, please, t- tune in all year. We'll be doing it. Race Tech, they've been founded in 1984, and they break through the limitations of the OEM designs, specializing in high-performance suspension parts, service, and setups, modifying the stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. You want to talk about Privateers? Well, uh, Race Tech's a major sponsor of the HEP Suzuki uh, team, Henry Miller, Kyle Cunningham, and those guys in race tech uh, engines and suspension will be working with those guys all year long in Supercross. Use the code PulpMX18 to save at Racetech.com. Get your suspension service. Get some motor services done. Whatever it is you need, please check out uh, race tech guys. Also, too, FXR. They pride themselves on the quality and precision that goes into making each set of the motocross and off-road gear. FXR has proven its name for the motocross industry, providing gear that is designed by racers for racers. FXRRacing.com. Pulpamex 30 code is back with those guys. Punch in Pulpamex 30 at FXRRacing.com to save at those guys. And of course, Jimmy D running FXR. Kyle Peters also this year, along with many, many privateers. With me on the line to talk about life in America, life in Europe, his plans for next year, his season, how it went this year, uh, kind of going along the lines of a uh, Marshall Welton one we did of these a little while ago, and that's uh, Tristan Charbonneau. What's up, Tristan? How are you, man? Thanks for joining the show. Hey, hey what's up, man? Good to be here. Uh, thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. You, your story really interests me, uh, along with Marshall Welton and uh, Sinai and Covington over kids that are... I mean, you guys can still have rides in America if you probably wanted to. You can race Supercross, which is something everybody dreams of. But you guys, for different reasons and different, uh, uh, yeah, different reasons, you've chosen to race over in Europe, uh, EMX and MX2, and and build your name up there and make a living over there. And it's it's really interesting for me to to hear this and talk to you guys about this because. I admire the choice. It's tough. It's not. It's not easy to live over there and live from, away from family and friends. And you're not riding Supercross. And sometimes you get lost a little bit. But man, uh, I'm interested in hearing your story. So first up, Tristan, I guess um, you raced last year with Bud Racing. You did some Supercrosses, and then you raced uh, the EMX series over there. You won some motos. You won some races. Fifth overall in the series. 2017. What'd you think? How'd it go? Well, uh, obviously, the start of the season with the Supercross, I uh, I wasn't super comfortable with it. The bike wasn't, I wasn't really comfortable with the bike, anything like that. But uh, at the second round in San Diego, I crashed in the whoops and hurt my shoulder. So I tried at A2 and couldn't really get it done. But uh, then uh, over in Europe, you know, you know, it started off pretty slow for me. I had some bad finishes in the first couple of rounds due to bike problems and uh and then I finally got my first win in Russia in the second moto, and that that really started setting me in. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I swapped my bike completely back over to all stock components for the rest of the season because I was burning through the aftermarket clutches and through all the aftermarket parts. So yeah. the rest of the season, I mostly ran all stock stuff, and I won Portugal and Switzerland uh, with back-to-back rounds and. I was on a pretty good hot streak, and then uh, in the last round in uh, France, I won the first moto, and uh-huh. second moto was a mutter, and uh, just had some bad luck out in the mud. I got a third-place start, crashed, and, you know, it was just like 
Yeah. If anybody saw pictures, it was everybody was climbing up the hill trying to get up it. So yeah, I saw it. It was one of those things. Well, yeah, definitely winning three out of the last five, or yeah, four out of the last six motos showed you know mm-hmm. what what you could do right once you got comfy. Yeah. Um. So what are you doing next year? What's going on? What's new? Well, this next season, uh, I'm actually leaving tomorrow to head over to Italy, uh-huh. and uh, I'm going to be living in Milan all year. I'm um, probably going to shoot up to Holland and all that, yeah. and, you know, training and stuff. But I'm staying with the uh, the SDM course Rizoma team, and those guys, they're, they're treating me really good. Uh, I'm happy with them. The, the bike was good. And, uh, you know, it was uh, one of those things where I was getting towards the end of the season. Um, nobody really said anything to me yet. Uh, I, was, I was kind of looking around. I didn't mm-hmm. really dig into the whole America thing because I wanted to stay over there. You know, I kind of okay. I, I like it over there. It's, yep. it's fun, and I, I wasn't really digging into any teams over here. You know, so it was a uh, one of those things. I I wanted to get back on Yamahas because I had a really good amateur career on Yamahas, and I liked the bikes a lot. So I shot for the Yamaha teams, and we set up a test and all that, and everything went well. I got with these guys, and so I'll be living in Milan. Uh-huh. I'm going to get over there tomorrow night, and uh, that means Friday I'm going to start training, and, I mean, preseason training, all that, and yep. then moving to all that. I'm going to do a couple MX2 rounds this next season. I'm racing the Italian Championships, too, Okay, all those guys. So, it'll, it, I mean, I'm going to have a lot of rounds this next year. Yeah, it, it sounds like a lot of racing. It's interesting. So you you want to go back? You're enjoying it. You're into this. Yeah, no, it's nice. It's nice being over there. You know, having obviously there's a little thing with the language barrier here and there. You know, it's uh-huh. hard to order food at restaurants sometimes. But I mean, I've learned a bit of French, a bit of Italian, uh, a bit of Polish because my <laughs> girlfriend's Polish and all that. So I mean, oh, okay. I've learned language here and there, so I know how to say please, thank you. Can I have this? Can I have that? You know, so yeah, it's. Uh, that's one of the things that's kind of difficult about it, but living over there, it's not so hard. The only really thing is being away from the family. Yeah, you know? yeah. My dad, my dad's on dialysis. He can't come over and see me. So, I mean, it's hard having, you know, being away from people for 10 months that you live with all your life. So that's another thing about it. But the racing aspect, the tracks, everything like that, the training going places. I mean, you could ride sand one day and hard pack five yeah. miles away from each other, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's awesome being over there like that. And, and honestly, if I had to live over there, I might pick Italy as my country where I'd want to live. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Right. It's not so bad. Um, there's a track right outside of Milan airport too. You probably go there. I've been there once back in the day. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be living like five miles away from the airport. So I'll oh, probably yeah. be close to that. Track. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's interesting that you guys are over there, and I talk about Weldon and Tanai and Covington, and like everybody seems pretty happy with with life over there and not racing under the big lights of Supercross and everything else. Like, how much do you talk to those guys about about staying over there and how much they enjoy it? I mean, Weldon is riding a Honda next year. He seems like he's very happy. Um, you know, everybody, all you guys are just set in your ways now. I guess right. This is what you're going to do. This is the path you guys are going to take. Yeah, I mean, you look at how Osborne did it. You know, he went over there for a few years. He did he did good, and then he came back to America, you know, late in his 250 career, and now look at how he's doing. You know, so, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of, you know, it, 
if it sets up for me like that, good. If it doesn't, then so be it. But um, I'm shooting for something like that. You know, I want I want to build my career here. I want to race the 250s until I'm out of that age group, uh-huh. and then I want to try to shoot back over here to America, do the Supercross outdoor thing, and you know, set just kind of set my career how mm-hmm. you know you think it would be age group, move back, all that. Yeah, you almost like everyone over here that's listening to this probably remembers you from the Geico Honda days, and that's. You know, and you're almost like hitting a reset on your career and trying a new a new way to do it. And as you said, Osborne proved that it worked. Um, and also, too. So, do you know what MX2 rounds you're going to do, or how many? You said two. You think? Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm gonna do two rounds, and both of both of those rounds are going to be in Italy. Okay. I uh, I think it's the one that starts with P. It's like Piacenza or something like that. I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Yeah, it's yeah I know what you something mean. Something like that. Yeah. And then there's another one, but. Both okay. of the MX2 rounds will be in Italy, and then the first round I'm doing will be early in the season, and then the last round I'm doing will be actually be my last race of the season. So, so it'll be early and late. As far as the the racing is concerned, you talked about ordering food and, and you know getting around and all that. We know that. As far as the racing is concerned, Tristan, what's been the biggest adaption for you? Like, I mean, um, you're from the Pacific Northwest, so I imagine you can you grew up riding mud and all that, and you know it's not one of those things that's that's foreign to you. But what's been the biggest adjustment in terms of on the track stuff? Well, yeah, like you said, I'm from up here in the Pacific Northwest. I mean, it's obviously the only tracks are mud and rocks. So <laughs> when I lived in France, it was just mud and rocks. So that was kind of like one of my things was hard-packed mud and rocks. But, I mean, the sand, dude, that's, yeah. that's one of those things where, like, when I lived over in Georgia, GPF, like, we have the sand over there, but dude, the sand in Holland and all that, oh, like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's completely different. It's just that deep like it's nothing yeah. nothing compares to it over here so i mean that's one of my things that i need to really adapt to i'm not bad in the sand but i obviously could be a lot better uh-huh. um i mean it's just one of those things that that's that's my hard spot right now is the sand other than that i mean i can ride a hard pack track like a bat out of hell so right yeah it, it it's funny and, and welton said the same thing and, and you know we all we've gone on 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 my different shows about that there's nothing like the hall and dutch sand and, and lomol and all that place that's 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 next level sand riding right there yeah um okay so how much do you, do you hang out with sanai and welton and, and covington how much do you see them how much do you hang out with them what was life like for you and these other young american kids that are over there well last year me and welton lived together in the same uh same apartment and all that so we were together all year um i used to i sanai lives up here with me up in the pnw so i mean i've I've known the guy all my life uh i mean we 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 don't really talk much anymore you know we text back and forth to get info from each other i mean we're not as close as we used to be um and covington on the other hand i uh i didn't talk to the guy my whole life until just probably a couple months ago oh okay was just asking him about a couple things and now we we're pretty close buddies, so okay. You know, we're we're all we we all talk back and forth, but I mean I'm I'm kind of back in my own little shadow. Um, yeah, it's uh, I mean you guys can help each other for sure, you know what I mean, and, and try mm-hmm. to find out different tips and this and that. But man, I I think it's interesting. We haven't seen such promise in American riders, promising young American riders over there since you know the days of Bobby Moore and Healy and these dudes in the in the uh, mid '90s, you know. Um, it's yeah. just a different way of, of going about it. Do you 
you eventually want to come back, like you said. Do you feel like your Supercross skills, are you slacking a little bit on that? You talked about last year riding a little bit. Like, Do you feel like, and even with Geico, you never really got into the Supercross season, so do you feel like your skills in Supercross are, are, are slipping a little, way, a little bit away from you? Yeah, I can completely agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm. I mean, I obviously guys, if they go out and practice on Supercross track for a couple months straight, they'll get the hang of it. Yeah. But when you kind of jump right into it on a bike you've never ridden, and you know, like you go from a Honda to a Kawasaki, they're completely different bikes, and you're trying to set up suspension on a track, and it's difficult for you. It's new terrain, new type of way of riding, and yeah. it was just. It was just hard for me to try to get into that, but I feel like if I was on, you know, uh, Honda or Yamaha or even KTM, I think that I could probably push it a little bit better. But I, I mean, obviously the guys over here, they yeah. you could be on any bike on a factory team and kill Supercross just because of how the suspension and all that yeah. is. But yeah, they, they set it up. They set to hand you a bike that they know is we're going to be real close to what you need. Exactly. So that's it's it's just one of those hard things being on the satellite team last year it was uh it was a little bit difficult for me. But you know, I I'm sure if I really put my head down on the whole supercross thing I could do pretty good in it. Yeah. Um, who's your teammate? Do you know yet? Do you have some teammates? Yeah, I got a uh, Italian teammate. His name's Nicholas Lapucci. Okay. And a Belgian teammate, his name is Ron Vandimushik. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so on, on all you guys are EMXing it all year. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We're all EMXing and then we're all doing those two MX2 yeah. rounds. Um, and there's a, there's a, there's a, you know, if you, you, you look, you won races last year, you won motos. If you win the EMX title at the end of 2018, like your shot to get a full time MX2 ride is, is very good. Don't you feel? Yeah. Actually, I, uh, my contract's a three-year, okay. so it's uh, if if I do finish in the right category of the MX class this year, I do move up to the MX2 and so on. Ah, perfect. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Because so that's that's how you know that that right. whole thing's going. And I was I was excited when you know we made that deal about that. Yeah, it it seems like teams are uh, pulling up from that class quite a bit. You know, they're like, because the, of the, obviously the age rule, so guys got to age out, and it's got to be a place of talent, and the way you stream set up, it, it, you grab it from EM, EMX, you know, that's what you do. So, it's a nice little system that way. Um, it's a little mm-hmm. different from the way we do it, but I like it, it in that sense. Um, so, how's your, how's the, how's the contract, like, money-wise, without getting too specific? Are, are you doing alright? Like, is it okay? I mean, obviously you wrote for Geico Honda, and that had to have been pretty decent, but uh, how does that, how's the pay and the you know, cost of living and all that for you? Yeah, well, obviously contracts aren't gonna, over there aren't going to be like Geico Honda contracts. No, we no. We can't say that. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, bonus, bonus program's pretty good, you know. Uh, I'm happy with that. Salary's good, you know, and yep. all living expenses are paid for over there. Ah, okay. The only yep. thing, I, only thing I have to do is pay for my insurance on the race and buy my food. So okay, that's about it. Well, that's all right, right? Um, yeah. And you're happy to be back on the Yamaha, like you said. Good motor on that thing, man. Good motor, dude. So good. <laughs> you'll, you'll be uh, you'll be loving it, life, especially in the deep sand with that thing. Uh, the Race Tech Suspension FXR Racing Privateer Island. Tristan Charbonneau on the show right now, looking to uh, to capture the EMX title next year. And I mean, that's really Tristan with your results. That's got to be the goal, right? You got. I mean, you you absolutely got to be in thinking you can win this win this championship. Yeah, that's exactly what the goal is for this next year, man. 
What about the uh, off-the-bike stuff? You mentioned you had a Polish girlfriend. Where'd you meet her? I actually met her at the first round last year. So Okay. Yeah, that's just kind of how that went. Uh, and she's she's awesome support. Yeah. Uh, she's a, she always comes every single round and, you know, helps me out, helps me in the pits, helps me eat, all that, keeps me up on my hydration, you know. Yeah. So I don't slack at all. So that, <laughs> that definitely helps out a lot. Hey, what if someone pulls you aside at Geico Honda and said, hey, Tristan, in a year or two, you're going to have a Polish girlfriend. You're going to live in Italy. You're going to be doing the EMX series. <laughs> You'd have been like, huh, yeah. what? <laughs> I, I would probably have been like, you're crazy, man. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about Geico Honda. Uh, some good results, some top tens. You had a terrific Hangtown opener uh, in 2016. And they let you go at the end of the year. Uh, a little bit surprising to me. Uh, talk about that and how it went down and, and if you have any regrets and things like that with your time with Geico. Well, I mean, I uh, coming into Hangtown I at the Spring Nationals in Texas and all that, I, I didn't do too hot and I wasn't wasn't uh wasn't up to my best standards as I could say. Uh, it's hard to remember kinda of, but uh yep. I mean, coming coming into Hangtown, it was a couple weeks before Malcolm was about to win the championship, and he didn't make his decision on if he was racing outdoors yet or not. So they pulled me aside. And they said you might race outdoors. So I'm I'm sitting here like, okay, so I might race outdoors. So two weeks before Hangtown, I'm starting to do 30s. I'm training hard. Uh-huh. This and that. After Vegas, um, the the next day they called me. They said, hey, you're racing Hangtown for us. We need to get you in here, sign your contract, get you ready. So I went in, signed, uh, went out to Hangtown. Obviously, did the best race I ever did that yeah. first moto. Yeah. Um, and then Glenn Helen, I pulled the whole shot. Had a bad mistake. Finished, I think it was seventh or eighth the first moto, and then the second moto crash broke my collarbone. Yeah. Uh, I think it was the Thursday after I got surgery, and. The next day after surgery, they called me and told me, "Sorry, we can't have you for next year." So it was. Uh, oh, so you already I, knew I, that? You knew it that early? Yeah, it was two two rounds. I did two rounds, and that was pretty much let go. So they 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 uh they let me know early, which I was happy about. You know, that's that's one thing that I'm yep. glad they did. They didn't keep me all the way through the season, then yeah. just dump me at the end of the year. You know, they yep. they were very professional about it. They let me know early so I could try to find another team. Um, and all that. So, I mean, I, I was, uh, it was one of those things. It was kind of like, like it just jumped up on me. Like I figured with my finishes, yeah, I broke my collarbone, but with my finishes, I figured, you know, they, they might say, Oh, let's give this kid a chance in supercross, you know? Yeah. But you know, it's how it goes. And I mean, yeah, yeah. They, they normally hang on to guys. You know what I mean? Like I was a bit surprised, like I said, because they normally, give a lot of kids chances, uh, but, you know, it depends on whose contract is up and who's coming in. And um, I didn't realize you had that little time to get ready. That's pretty gnarly. Yeah, you're like, Yeah, hey. no, it, <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was one of the things. I, I was in really bad shape, too, and I don't know how I got ready in two weeks. I guess, it, you know, I, I, looking at it, it was more of my confidence when they told me, you're going pro yeah. for us. And it was like, you know, it, it just it instantly made me think, like, hell yeah, like, yeah. This is where I want to be in my career. Like, let's do it. Right. Know, so. Yeah, how old are you right now? I'm 19. I'll be 20 in February. Yeah, okay. So um, did LaRocco scare the shit out of you at times? 
Honestly, man, me and that guy are probably the closest people on the team. Really? I huh? talk to him yeah. about pretty much anything all the time. And, yeah, he, he, I mean, me and him, like, yeah, me and him are the closest people on the team. And me, him, and our trainer and all that, it was, it was, it was actually, it was actually really, really nice to have that close of a relationship with him. When I first met him, yeah, I was scared as shit. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I really like the guy. Me and him still talk and all that. So, Yeah, oh, that's awesome. Good. Yeah, good to hear. He can be intimidating for some guys, right, for some kids and stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so you come back from that. You get a ninth at Unadilla. Uh, you know, the other results are in the top 20. Are you thinking someone's going to take a chance on you for 17? Like, wh- wh- who'd you talk to? How'd you, how close did you get to staying in America and doing Supercross and all that for an American-based team? Uh, well, I got, I got hooked up. Marshak helped me out with uh, the, uh, the you know, when Albertson tried to come up with that whole Suzuki deal, and yeah. I don't know what happened. We were talking about it and this and that, and then all of a sudden I just didn't hear from one day, and they, apparently that went under. So. Yeah. So uh, that that was about as close as I got, and then uh, the, my rep from Monster hooked me up with the guys from Bud, uh-huh. and that was that was that. Wow, I'm really surprised, Tristan. That I mean, there's a lot of you know teams in the pits below a Geico level. I'm surprised someone wouldn't wouldn't get you because you got two top tens in yeah, dude. in seven races. So you know, it's not so bad. Yeah, no, <laughs> n- nobody. Literally nobody that I tried to contact or anything like that was like they were like no nope, we're good. we're full uh, yeah it is it is tough at, t- at the same time saying that any uh, anything you change from your time at Geico anything you you'd go back and do differently if you could you know I mean I'd probably I'd probably push myself a bit harder yeah you know physically and mentally in that aspect I think that. Thinking about it, I think I took a little bit of advantage of the situation. You yeah, know, yeah, uh, right. You know, being going from you know being low to high, it uh, it made me kind of you know made me think that um, I have a big jaw on about it. You know, so it's a uh, it, it's kind of hard. You, you kind of get the situation what I'm talking about. I I, th- I just thought I was too cool for this and that. And yeah, yeah. I didn't think I would have to work as hard as the other guys because I'm on a fast bike. Uh huh. And you know, going from you know that back down really made me think, like you know, yeah. w- about my situations and where I want to be again, and how hard I have to work to get back there. So that's what I'm pushing for, man. And yeah, yeah. it's well, you know, it's, just, it's it's yeah. funny, yeah. You 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 think. Like the work just starts when you get that Geico ride. You know what I mean? Like not not everybody knows mm-hmm. that right away. The, the, it, it, you haven't made anything. You haven't done anything. The work now. The work really starts. I've heard that from t- riders time and time again. Yeah. You know, uh, even buddy of mine Tim Ferry. He was a factory Suzuki rider, and he thought he worked hard, and then he lost his Suzuki ride, and he was like. He met, I forget who he met, I, he met somebody and they were telling him kind of the training program and things that this guy, and Timmy was like, holy crap, like I wasn't doing anything near that, you know what I mean? So uh, yeah. it's funny how you you, you, you you get something like that and you're like, oh wow, wait, okay. And then now, now in 2018, you're like, give me another shot, right? You're like, give me another try. Yeah, exactly. Um, how were your teammates that year at Honda, at Geico? You get along with everybody good? Yeah, I think it was a uh, Hampshire Smith. Um, oh, jo- D. Uh, Jordan was yeah, on. Yeah, Hampshire Smith. 
Jordan was pissed about his yeah. bike. He's probably complaining about his bike the whole time. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, we all got along good. Uh, we would all help each other share share situations. How about lines on the track? Where yeah. to go faster? This and that. So, you know, it was a really uh, it was all it was, tight. It yeah. was all, a big big family based team. To be honest, yeah. it was everybody was really nice. Everybody worked together. Uh-huh. If you know, if there was a problem with someone's bike close to the race. Every single mechanic would be on it. You yeah. know, it wasn't just the one mechanic. Every guy would be on it. Everybody would be working together. So, even sometimes I'd grab a wrench and start throwing it in there on someone else's bike to help out. Nice. So. I like that. I like that. I like to hear that. As a former mechanic, I like to hear that you're you're mechanically inclined like that. Um, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, something we talk about uh, on my different shows, and I'm not a fan of necessarily like the USA National Tracks. They are watered and ripped and sawdust is thrown in there or those rice hulls or whatever. And it is all practically the same surface except for Southwick week in and week out. It's remarkable how much they can get Redbud on Michigan to look just like Hangtown outside of Sacramento. They And it's not a bad thing, but at the same time, you get the ruts, you get the deep ruts, you get the same kind of braking bumps formed, you get the same kind of uh, square edges and everything else, and it's practically the same tire that you run all year long in America. And again, good or bad, whatever, that's the way it is. So you head over to Europe, and you're racing in Russia and Portugal and Italy and everywhere else, never mind those sand tracks we talked about. What do you like better? Do you like the American prep and the dirt and how everything's exactly the same, or... Do you feel like when you race the GPs, and this is something we've talked about, you get to be a little bit more well-rounded because of the different styles of uh, terrain? That's probably one of the best questions you could ask me. Um, I think the prep on the whole American tracks, I think it's awesome. Yeah, everybody gets to go out and haul ass, go to the same exact speed. I mean, the only way you're going to get around any faster is if you go balls to the walls to the point where you're about to fall off your bike. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, on the European tracks, dude, they like from the first guy that goes out on the track to the last guy that gets off it, nothing is touched from the start of the weekend to the end of it. So, I mean, you, you know that that same pothole is going to be there. Yeah. But that pothole is across the whole track. <laughs> and on every single jump, there's a kicker on this jump. There's square edges, this and that. There's rocks everywhere. So, it's, dude, it's, I, I think it's awesome because you have – and also with like practices, you only get one practice to go out there and get your, you know, get your spot on the gate. So, I mean, it it throws it all in a lot more difficult, I think, uh-huh. because I mean, yeah, I guess over here you have two ten minute practices to go out and get your lap time, but over there you got one shot to do it, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, I ran, I ran uh, thirty two the whole the whole time over there, mostly except for. In the mud, I run 11s. Okay. Um, and in the sand. Yeah. I mean, I, I I I prefer 11s in the mud because I like to get the whole shot on all those guys in the mud because I don't want to get sprayed. Yeah, you're worried also, about the corner. You're worried about the corners later, right? Like. <laughs> honestly, I in the mud, I'm not shooting for that inside rut. I'm going if I have an 11 on, I'm going out in the deep stuff, oh, wide yeah. open. Yeah. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting, right? It's a different way of doing it, and, and I don't know which way is better or not. But I like to point out that the USA, these nations, these tracks have been different every year, and I don't know if our guys are used to it. You know what I mean? Everything's so perfect in America. Yeah, I mean, to a certain extent, I yeah. think. I mean, there's a lot of guys will say, "Oh no, the tracks get too rough over here compared to over there." Yeah, but, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. with my thoughts about it, that's just my yeah. my thoughts. What was the uh, funnest race? I mean, obviously, you're a racer, so the ones you win, you're going to love. But was there one track that you loved over there last year? Um, I really liked the first round in Italy. It was at Arco. Yeah. Um, that was more of a viewpoint. I, I think the view was just yeah. Nicer. That, that one looks but, pretty uh, sweet. That one does look pretty <laughs> sweet for sure. I was I was more I was more inclined in the view, but uh, <laughs> uh, I I mean I I really yeah I like Portugal and Switzerland. Yeah, I want them. Yeah. But I I think I'm gonna have to go with. To be honest, I'm gonna have to go with Russia. Really? Huh? Yeah. That was that was my favorite. I can't picture that one. I don't know what it looked like. I don't know. I don't... It was it was right on the right on the edge of the Black Sea, uh-huh. but it was like on the side of this hill, super shale, rocky. Yeah. Um, obviously, super muddy. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was just it, the train and everything. How the track was built, there was a lot of jumps that like jumped left down hills, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. upright stuff like that. It was oh, it was really really cool technical type track, and I I liked that one because of the technicalities of it how it was slick in one spot or if you went out too wide you're in the shale rock and you're going to pop your tires or blow out your mooses (laughs) so it was like stuff like that so it was really one of those tracks you had to think about where you're going what you're doing how you're doing it what was the hotel slash restaurant situation like in russia uh that was that was difficult was it sketchy Uh, (laughs) yeah it was yeah, it was. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's about all I can say. It was, it was sketchy. You're lucky you made it out alive. <laughs> Let's just go with that. Dude, well, when I when we got our visas to go into Russia, because you have to have a visa yeah. to go in no matter what. Right. So we got a visa for our extent of how long we were going. We were going from Friday to yep. Monday morning. Right. So when we got our visas, the embassy in Russia screwed up our visas and put my mechanic's picture on my visa and my picture on my mechanic's visa. Oh, boy. So then the team owner of Bud says, oh, yeah, you'll be fine. You know, we'll go in. It'll be fine. Yeah. So we get there on Friday. Yeah, it was Friday night. Yep. Me and my mechanic walk up to the customs. I show up my thing, and the guy's looking at me like he's about to kill me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God. So I just said to him, I said, dude, that's not my picture. It's his picture. His picture's on mine, this and that. Oh. And the guy's like, <laughs> the guy pulled like three people over from the customs thing. I'm like standing there freaked out. I'm the last guy in line, just me and my mechanic are in the customs yeah, thing. Yeah. So then the, the, luckily the, guy, the manager of the whole airport customs comes over. He says, look, we're going to get you guys brand new visas. They're not going to have pictures on them. We need you guys to fill out your passport information and give it back to us. Yeah. We sat there for six hours after filling out our passport. Six hours. On Friday night after, you know, to get ready for the race the next day. And so they, luckily they, they got us through and all that. But it, that was that was probably one of the sketchiest things. I was like, well, hey, I'm I, not going to be able to race <laughs> and this and that. So it was. Yeah, dude. I, I, why did you cave and tell him that wasn't your photo? Tell him it wasn't you. Because the guy, the guy was looking at it like he he like called another person in oh. to look at it, and he was like pointing at it, like and then pointing at me, and I was like <laughs> freaking out, man. So you like you were your mechanic's name is what you were, or no? It was no, it was my name, but his picture. Oh, well, why didn't you switch passports then? Because because it was all my information. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 who was your mechanic from America? Who's your mechanic? What country is he from? 
my mechanic's from here. He's up in. He lives probably five minutes away from me. Oh, here. okay. So you're both American. So it would have worked. I don't know, man, Tristan. You should have just went with it. Just just went with the photos. I, don't I was I was way too sketched out. It was probably it, I felt like I was trying to like cross drugs across the no. board or something, man. I was freaking out. Either way, it's sketchy. Absolutely. You're right about that. And it's Russia. You don't mess with anybody in Russia. Yeah. So. Tristan Charbonneau goes missing. He goes missing and that's it. You're just never heard from again, right? Exactly. In Russia. Oh man. Yeah, I heard. I was talking to Bobashev, he's a little bit of a friend of mine and and uh, I said I want to go to Russia, and he was like, "It's sketchy, my man. It's sketchy." <laughs> <laughs> and he's from there, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's like, "I'll just hang out with you the whole time." I'm like, "Oh God, listen to this guy." And he's from there. Uh, Race Tech suspension, Pulpamex 18 is the code to save with Race Tech. Uh, go there, mention Pulpamex, and uh, get a listener discount on any high performance suspension needs for your bike or or motor stuff as well. They're in the business of doing that. And Pulpamex 30 is the code at FXRRacing.com. 30% off your next gear purchase. FXR prides itself on the quality and precision that goes into making each set of motocross and off-road gear. Uh, we thank those guys for coming on the show. Tristan Charbonneau on uh, Privateer Island number 33. Uh, let's, let's, but let's bench race a little bit before we wrap this up, Tristan. Who do you got for 450 Supercross title this year? What do you think? Well, so just to be per- perfectly straight with you, Roxon is racing, correct? Roxon is racing. I can see how this is going to go. <laughs> Um. Well, I mean, who is Reed racing? Reed is racing, but uh, I don't know how well he's going to do. His his ankle well, no, isn't, I, isn't that's the great. Just, that's just a question. I just want to know how he's going to fit in. Okay. Um, honestly, I think it's just going to be another battle between Tomac and Roxon. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Roxon. I mean, that that guy, he's he's ready for a comeback, and he's going to prove everybody wrong. Does uh, your Pacific Northwestern, Justin Hill, does he defend his title, you think? What do you think? Yeah, I guess. I haven't really paid attention to anybody over here, but I yeah. think he'll I think he'll defend his title again. He's an awesome supercross guy. I guess you, you missed him a little bit, right, For as far as amateurs and racing locally and all that, right? He's older than you? Yeah, he's a – and I, I think he's probably, probably three or four years older. Yeah, yeah. So who – like growing up in the, in the Pacific Northwest, like – Who'd you kind of race against? Uh, Sinai. Um, oh, Sinai from up there? I didn't know that. Yeah, Sinai lives like an hour away from oh, an hour or two. Shit, I, I got to get better at this. I, I didn't realize he was up there. Yeah, he, he lives up in Monroe, above Seattle. Yep. So. But uh, I raced with Sinai, Aldridge. Oh, yeah. Um, I like it up there, man. I love it up there. Yeah, Dude, it's 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 awesome when it's not raining. Yeah, but uh, I mean it it is beautiful. I mean I I was up over the New Year's. I was up in the mountains, up in the snow, and all that, and it was it was just awesome. Yeah, you know, all that. But, I lived in Victoria I, for a little while, Victoria, Canada. I lived there for a little while, and then uh, I worked for a rider who lived in Astoria on the coast there, and uh, yeah. back in the late '90s. So I would spend the summers out there a little bit because he always got hurt. "Quote unquote," and then we had to go back to Oregon. I love it. Some of my best memories are up there, man. It's a beautiful part of the country. Yeah, it is. It's, it's but uh, honestly, I, racing with those guys, I, I mean, I, I don't have, I can't really remember, man. I have had so many head injuries that I can't, I can't recall all that. So, um, well, hey, man, thanks, uh, thanks for the time on this podcast. I appreciate it. Got to know you a little bit better, and uh, as I said, I'm fascinated with 
you guys and your decisions to race over there and kind of skew the American Motocross Series. I mean, maybe you'll be back someday and, and like Osborne and all that, but I think it's a big step to even head over there in the first place, man. And I think you guys, the tip of the visor to, to, to going over there and trying something different as opposed to just, you know, struggling along here in America and, and figure, trying to figure it out. I I think it's interesting, and, and I follow the results every weekend, and, and I hope you guys all do well. And it's really cool to see you guys doing it, man. So um, nice job on that. No, thank you very much. I'm, I'm happy to be here on the show with you, man. I've, I've, I've always, I, I'm not a big listener, but I've always watched, I've, I've listened a couple times, and I've always thought, like, hey, man, we might as well try to get on there. But I guess, you know, Kayla obviously got us in contact. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to her. And, uh, Thank you to you, man. Thank you for having no, me. No problem. Good luck this year. Maybe we'll check in with you down the road a little bit. Does your phone work over there? This number works and everything? Uh, this number will only work on Wi-Fi. I have to get, like, a different SIM card with a different oh, company yeah, over this... there and all that. So, I mean, you can always shoot me a text. I always turn this one on every every so often. Weeks or yeah. Every week to check all the messages and stuff. Awesome. Well, thanks. So. Thanks again for the time, and good luck over there, man. All right. Thank you very much.